1: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: We are on the Pick 6 Podcast live halftime show uh, to take a look at the Week 5 Early Odds. Uh, Will Brinson is usually your host, but his internet cut out and it hates him. So now you are stuck with just me, John Breach. Uh, and you know what? We're going to get right to this and we're going to start talking about the Thursday night football game between what has been two of the worst offenses in football this year, the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos. This game is being played in Denver. And the weird thing about these two teams is that it's really the Broncos, how we've kind of heard all season that their offense can't do anything, that it struggles. And although those two things may be true, uh, they've actually scored more points than the Colts have this season. So the Broncos offense has been bad, but it's been better than Indianapolis's offense. And so that's one of those interesting things to keep in mind here. Brinson, welcome back. I just we went straight into talking about uh Broncos Colts.
0: I couldn't even get the intro out before Google kicked me out. Chrome and and StreamYard threw me out on the street. Uh, Broncos and Colts, as you mentioned, Breach, um, it does sound like you're hyping up your Denver Broncos. Uh,
2: Yeah, well, all I was saying was that the Broncos offense has been made fun of all year and that the Broncos have actually scored more points than the Colts through four weeks. So as bad as the Broncos offense has been, the Colts offense has been worse. Uh, and I think the Broncos have a better defense. I have a tough time seeing the Colts score in this game. And Brinson, this is the magical two-time zone game that we have talked about in the past, uh, that teams that fly two time zones west for a Thursday night football game are 2-13 and 13 straight up all-time uh, and 2-12-1 against the spread all-time. And both wins and covers were by the Green Bay Packers. So if you take the Packers out, no other team has ever covered or won in this situation.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And I think Denver's already up to minus three over under 43 and a half. I think if you get a low scoring game, I like the Broncos in the spot. I mean, yeah, they're coming off a bad loss to the to a division rival. We're well, not a bad loss, just a tough loss to a division, a desperate division rival. We thought the, you know, the Raiders would be amped up for that one. With mean, Denver, yeah, hasn't been great, but the Colts have been really bad for stretches. And um, so I, I just, I think, I think you look at what the Colts, I mean, they just don't, they're not that good. And I don't know if they're gonna turn it around, but I mean a very slow start for them. Uh and certainly concerning about the like I don't, I don't know if the Matt Ryan experiment is like a bust or anything like that. Um just it's that you know, there. their one they're one, I mean, their one win is that that shocker against the Chiefs where they should they should be oh one and oh one and uh should be oh oh three and one or oh three and one right now I think which is such a weird record to describe um and they got blown out by the Jaguars who do, do look like a good team um you know they, the Texans had them on the ropes the Titans took care of business with them today and they they needed like a miracle to beat the Chiefs and the chiefs just had to co- completely collapse so um well I don't think Denver is gonna like just put them away I'll, I'll take the three laying the three at home here on the short turnaround with that with that long travel that you mentioned breach I guess I'm hosting again now giants at the packers in jolly old london packers in minus seven and a half or seven and a half point favorite over under 41 is this game not at oh it is at 9 30 yes okay the uh over under has gone up to 41 and a half eked up a little bit the giants are three and one green bay looks like they are getting it rolling um Struggled with the Patriots, but I thought the Patriots put a really good game. The Packers' offense to I me, mean, at least Aaron Rodgers, looked pretty good for the most part. Um, he stood still, these receivers are starting to come to their own. Uh, that Romeo Adub's touchdown could have been, you know, could that it would be drop. should have been a score. Maybe that game doesn't seem quite as close. Um, I have a feeling that uh, most people will want to take Green Bay here. Seven and a half. I'm probably inclined to take the Giants on a neutral field. The Packers are technically hosting uh, Aaron Rodgers' first trip over there, but. I don't know that we have a ton of experience with the Giants in terms of them going over there. And Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley were banged up. So I would need to know about those injuries before I did take the seven and a half. Uh, if, if both of those guys are out, like they almost they were going to play Saquon at quarterback.
2: Yeah, they wind him up uh, at Wildcat for a play because Tyrod Taylor and Daniel Jones were both injured. Brenton, I think I agree with you. Here's a fun fact about this game. This will be the first time since the International Series started in 2007 that London fans have gotten to see a game that matches up two teams that both have a winning record. That has never happened. They've been sending teams over to London for 15 years. And they didn't, uh, and they didn't bang on it
0: happening for this game either, reach <laughs> I don't
2: think. No, not at Jets all. Not with it. the Giants. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned one of the key things that I'm looking at here. And it, it is Aaron, not just Aaron Rodgers' first trip, but this is the Packers' first trip to one. And they don't have that experience of going uh, eight time zones away And uh, playing a game that's this early on your body clock. And, you know, this is an 8.30 a.m. central time start for the Packers. uh, Obviously, 9.30 a.m. for the Giants. And so it's a huge adjustment. And then the other thing is, you know, we saw how the Patriots kind of stayed in the game today. It was that they were able to run the ball. Obviously, they played good defense. And then they picked their spots when they were throwing. And the Giants kind of have an offense that's built the same way. If Saquon Barkley is playing, I think that's the big one. You already mentioned him. If he's playing, I I think I really like the Giants to cover the 7.5 because the Giants can kind of uh, just run with Saquon and then pick their spots with Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor to try and throw a few passes. Uh, But yeah, I think I would lean Giants here too.
0: Yeah, Lincoln, I mean Jesus, Segwan Barkley's run the ball really, really well. The the Packers defense has looked pretty pretty good. I mean, Bailey Zappi kind of got them on two big passing plays and, and New England ran the ball well. So there's a chance that the Packers with that defensive line could really be a big problem for that for that Giants offensive line and, and Daniel Jones. That would be my one big concern. Um, you know, I, I I think it'll probably hinge largely on injuries, but I would lean towards the Giants and just because weird things happen in these games, it feels like a lot of times. So we had a, a direct push on uh in week four, unfortunately. Um Buffalo Bills hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Mitchell Trubisky revenge game tour is off because Kenny Pickett took over for Mitchell Trubisky in week three. This line opened at Buffalo minus 13 with a total of 47. The total hasn't moved, but the line is already up to 14. I'm pretty inclined to take the Bills here. And I I, I wouldn't take it if it was more than 14. So like, I think you probably need to jump on it now or, or find somewhere that's like, we got a better, better line. Um, Anything under two touchdowns, two touchdowns is just a lot, but the Steelers, I just don't know that they can do a ton offensively, even with the addition of Kenny Pickett.
2: Yeah. Uh, You know, double digit point spreads are always a little intimidating because it it only takes, it's easy to see a backdoor touchdown. The bills could literally be winning by 20 points. Pittsburgh scores with, uh, 90 seconds left, and and boom, they cover. And so that is a little scary. Uh, I'm going to mention this set every week until it changes. Since drafting T.J. Watt, the Steelers are 0-7 when he is out on the field. They have oh. never won a game without him. He obviously won't be on the field. And so what we've seen since he's been out is that they have zero pass rush. And so when you're going up against Josh Allen, who went into week four as the NFL's leading passer, and you can't put pressure on him, I, I, that just feels like he is going to have a huge game. And so this feels like a game where the bills score 30, maybe 34 points. And at that point it's, do you think the Steelers offense can put up 20 points with Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky? And it feels like the answer is no. So yeah, I think I'm with you. I, I this is, a game I'd probably stay away from. I think I'm leaning bills too.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably not gonna be like one of my best bets or anything like that, but I, I think the bills are, are a pretty good look here. Um, Especially, you know, with that veteran defense talent laden against a rookie quarterback in a very tough place to play. The New England Patriots hosting the Detroit lions. The pats were minus one against uh, as, when this opened is the lines already moved up to two and a half. The turtle has not actually buzzed. It's 47. I think, I don't know that the total is going to go up a whole lot more, but I think we just have to keep taking the Lions overs until it misses. I mean, the the Seahawks uh, didn't punt, I don't believe, or maybe punted once in this game against the Lions. They didn't punt. Geno Smith looked incredible. Uh, Rashad Penny looked incredible. The Lions can't stop anybody, and they should be getting Amron St. Brown and uh, DeAndre Swift back for this one. So um, I, I would look at the over. I would also think I'd probably take the Patriots uh, at anything under three points. So if you like the Pats, now is the time to take it. I would guess this gets above three, even though the Lions have been at times the king of backdoor covers.
2: Yeah, and you mentioned the Lions over. They are the highest scoring team in the NFL through four weeks, assuming the Chiefs don't score about 60 points tonight, which they might. Uh, But, I mean, they have just been lighting up the scoreboard. It doesn't matter if they're winning or losing. They are scoring points. But now – They have to go against a Bill Belichick defense. We saw what happened to Jared Goff in Super Bowl 53. If they're, you know, you you feel a little uneasy uh, expecting the Lions to score against this defense. So that part scares me with the over. Uh, But I do agree with you. I think the Patriots feel like the play because it's just tough seeing Detroit uh, just roll over a Belichick defense. I just think that, uh, you know, they've been putting up 30 points, they put up 45 against the Seahawks. Uh, that we're not going to see that this week. I feel like they score maybe in the 20s. And that you know what the funny thing is, Brinson, we didn't even mention we don't even know who the Patriots quarterback is going to be. It might be Belly right. Zappy. It might be Brian Hoyer. A very, very, very outside chance that it's going to be Mac Jones, but it doesn't matter because they're all the same person. The the Patriots want to play defense, run the ball, and let their quarterback throw five good passes a game. And they can win like that. They almost beat the Packers. So yeah, I think I like the Patriots. Is it Jared,
0: very- Jared Goff? Is Jared Goff the one who has the bad, like the cold weather bad record, or I think it's somebody else?
2: Uh Goff isn't great. Derek Carr. Oh, it's Derek Carr is the guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. So
0: I, I would not do that as like a way to not be the one who named Derek Carr, but I feel like Goff's. I mean, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like in the forties, like low, like low fifties, high forties, decent win. Like it's not gonna be indoor weather for the for the for the Lions here. So that that's another benefit. And the, the Patriots look like a team that can control the, control the ball in the ground game, uh, which is why I would lean towards the Pats. All right, let's take a break and when we come back. The shocking line move in Cowboys.
1: At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: The Rams opened as a seven-point favorite. It's not really that shocking. but it it's already down to six. Anytime an NFL line moves a full point, over the span of like two and a half hours between when we like, to, we figure out what we see the lines that we're going to bet the lines we're going to talk about. And then like we actually talking about it. That gets my attention, especially when you're talking about, uh, you know, a, a move off of seven down to six breach. So I would assume that means that there was plenty of uh, early sharp money coming in on the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, definitely. And you know what, Brinson, uh, I fell for this in week two when the Bengals were seven-point favorites over the Cowboys. I think it might have fallen to six and a half. It didn't matter what it fell to because the Cowboys didn't just cover. They pulled off the gosh darn upset. And so that kind of feels like the same thing here. Look, with Dak Prescott out, the Cowboys have one recipe for winning. It is just crush everyone on defense and pray that cooper rush doesn't make any mistakes and he hasn't he just plays just good enough football to get them wins he comes up with three or four clutch throws per game and then they let the defense do the rest and that's working for them so uh if the cowboys have won three straight for cooper rush there is no way uh I- i'm betting against them at this point especially if i'm getting six points so I-, I like the cowboys here right now
0: yeah and i don't think that this cowboys defense is going to allow the rams just to like slot like Score enough where they pull away, where they Cowboys couldn't come through the back door at six. Certainly, you know the talent. The one concern I guess I would have is that if J- can Jalen Ramsey lock up Ceedee Lamb, like will he follow him, or will he, do, you know, will they like what will they do offensively to get Ceedee Lamb away from Jalen Ramsey, et cetera, et cetera? So that I mean, I think I think the Rams are the better team, but the Cowboys have a pretty good formula for winning right now. And they're three and one, and probably despite losing Dak Prescott, it, it's a. But you um,
2: also have Michael Gallup back, so even if they yeah, do kind of minimize Ceedee Lamb, that's a great uh, point a little more weapons to work with for uh, cooper
0: another road trip for an nfc east team this time to an nfc west team the eagles headed to arizona to play the cardinals this line started at four and a half eagles minus four and a half on the road with a total of 49 and a half total has not moved but the eagles are already up to minus five and a half at what point would you be buying back on kyler murray and the cardinals who didn't look great for much of the game against carolina
2: uh maybe if this gets to a touchdown I would take Arizona but I think at this point look I don't know what to think of the Cardinals but here's what I've seen is that they didn't look great against the Panthers till the end and, and this the game was 10 to 10 for most um the Panthers the Panthers the gave them like plenty of chances to to run it up Right you know Baker Mayfield had a couple ugly turnovers that led to uh Cardinals touchdowns and you look at the Arizona's two wins they're against two teams that are currently one in 3 so it just doesn't feel like the Cardinals are a great team. But, you know, who does feel like a great team? The Eagles. Right now they look like the best all-around team in the NFL, which obviously makes sense because they're the only undefeated team in the NFL. And so I love what the Eagles are doing. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They play good defense. They, they're they just good at everything. And and you rarely see a team that is so awesome at everything. So I do think – you said the Eagles are at five and a half right now? Five and a half. I think I'm, t- I'm taking the Eagles right now. Okay, yeah, I'm taking the Eagles at five and a half.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, the first thing—the Eagles are uh, four and O's for the first time since 2004 when they went to the Super Bowl. They—they they are just taking care of them. I mean, they got in a hole against the, you know, against the Jaguars, and they're, they're just—they've—they've they've shown different ways to win. I think they scored their first fourth quarter points on Sunday, which is wild. That's uh, you know, we've talked about maybe You're some. getting all their points in the second quarter. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like the high-scoring second quarter team in in NFL history or something like that. And and look, I mean, they can get a lead on a team. And I think I think the the Cardinals are the type of team where, yes, Kyler can run around and make plays, but if you can make them sort of one dimensional, like if you can force him to be completely one dimensional and have to pass a ton, you can just get you can spy Kyler, you can get guys, you know, just kind of you know pinning your ear back and getting after him, and it, it can lead to some some bad turnovers. Next up, the Bengals at the Ravens. Man, the Ravens have had the Ravens, my Ravens, so Princeton versus breach Bowl. Uh, my Ravens could easily be undefeated, I think. Two bad losses, giving up tons of points to AFC's teams, um, and they are minus three and a half against the Bengals at home with an over under a 47 and a half. Let me double check that that has not, right, that has not moved. Actually, neither of those. The total nor the spread have moved. This is the Sunday night game, a great Sunday night game matchup between these AFC South, AFC North Rivals. Juicy.
2: Yeah. juicy. Uh, you know what, Brinson? We know which way I'm going. I don't even. But I, I I will go ahead and explain myself. You know which which way that I'm going to go. Look, by the way, Bengals Bengals plus three and a half is minus one twenty. So it 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 looks like it's probably going to get to three. Little juiced already. Uh, you know the Bengals swept the series last year, last season. The big reason for that was because they know how to slow down Lamar Jackson. Other teams, Lamar's kind of a shock to their system because they don't see him all that often. The Bengals see him twice a year, and then of course Joe Burrow went off in both games against the Ravens. Last season, threw for 525 yards in one game, threw for over 400 yards and the other game. And the only reason I bring up last season, because a lot of times you don't necessarily want to do that, is that the Ravens haven't really done anything to prove that they've improved their defense to the point that they can slow down uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals' offense. So I think that Burrow's going to go off again, put up huge numbers again, uh, and I, will, I, I think the Bengals actually win this game. So if you're going to give me three and a half points, I'll take mm. it.
0: Worth noting that in one of those games last year, Josh Johnson started, and in the other one, Lamar got hurt. Or did he have to leave for the poop incident? Which one?
2: I mean, I think they lost by, like, three touchdowns in both games, so I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I was saying Lamar didn't
0: play in the second game. Right, right,
2: right, right. right. I mean, it's not like they, like, shut down Lamar.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, no, I mean, they, look, Burrow, Burrow lit him up. It was 41-17 in the first matchup and 41-21 in the second matchup. So, yeah, they blew
2: him out. So the one without Lamar was actually a closer
0: game. But Lamar got hurt in the first one.
2: Yeah. He doesn't play defense. He
0: didn't give up 525 yards. No, he doesn't. And they look, there should be a shootout. I like the over in this spot, too. I, like I, think, the I think the Ravens can move the ball against the Bengals pretty The Ravens have shown that on, on offense, they are extremely explosive. It's just about that defense uh, and, and the problems that it's having. There's also a little uh, kerfluffle between uh, Marcus Peters and J- Jim Harbaugh. I'm curious to see how that sort of plays
2: out. You never want to have a kerfuffle between the head coach and, and one of your defensive players.
0: Especially not when um said defensive player has previously been thrown out of college for threatening violence or actually having some violence on the head coach of his team de- or his defensive coordinator, Jimmy Lake. Um you, do you remember that happened when I accidentally asked Marcus Peters about that on the podcast? Uh I do not. Yeah, I was like, Yeah, so Jimmy Lake's now the Washington coach. What do you think he's like? I'm not talking about that? I was like, oh <laughs> I Googled it, I was like, oh.
2: That's that's a classic Brinson move. Yeah, I know, right?
0: Let's see, let see, uh, let see what he did real quick. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll name Jim. Oh, right.
0: Washington denies report that Marcus Peters choked an assistant. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Monday Night Football. The rate I know. Bengals
2: Ravens is Sunday Night Football, right? You have the schedule, Freddie Brinson. I don't know. I just go along with you. You're the host. I want Yes, be- Ra- Ravens Bengals. I think is Sunday Night Football.
0: Yeah, and then Chiefs and um, Chiefs and Raiders is Monday Night Football, I believe. Sorry, I don't. I, don't, I was looking at the, the spreads, and I don't have it up yet. Chiefs and Ra- Raiders at Chiefs. Yes, that's right. Raiders won. Chiefs are in a good spot when we record this at halftime. Obviously, that could change that line at last check. Chiefs minus seven over under 50 and a half.
2: Yeah, here's what I feel about this game is that If there's one team that like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have just owned together, it is the Raiders. They've won seven of their past eight. And it's not even they've won seven of eight. It's that they have uh, averaged like 38 point something, 38.2 points per game in those seven wins. They've won six of those seven times by seven or more points. Uh, It's just that they've utterly dominated them. And that Andy Reid always seems to be one step ahead of anything the Raiders do. And if it turns into a shootout, you know, who do I want? Patrick Mahomes? or Derek Carr. Uh, the Raiders haven't looked bad this season, so seven does feel like a lot. I don't think I would go any higher, but I think I lean the Chiefs here.
0: Yeah, I think Chiefs are probably a really good teaser leg here, and that total at half is a lot to take the over on, but it wouldn't be surprising at all if these teams got into a shootout. Um, the one thing, if the Chiefs get a big lead, they're pretty good about milking clock in the second half, so you maybe need to like come back. if There's a... You know, maybe come back on a live under or something like that if, if you do take the over. I would guess that that number could... Um, could drop between now and Monday night, although depends on like what Travis Kelsey is a little banged up. Um, and it's like primetime games. They don't like to move the totals down too much. I can't look that far ahead to tell you what kind of weather it's going to be, but it looks like it should be pretty nice, uh, over the weekend in Kansas city. So maybe that won't matter. I lean towards the chiefs as well. Uh, that one time that the Raiders got them was a the John Gruden game where they rode the bus around Arrowhead like three <laughs> times honking, honking, and like. And then
2: Andy Reid's like, "All right, that's cool. We're going to." And the, the Chiefs now. have gotten like triple revenge they literally yeah. remember that game every time these yeah. two teams play. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like they might not take it easy on Justin Daniels because of that. Uh, so yeah, I would lean towards the, the Chiefs as well. I don't think they'll go up flying up past seven just because there's a lot of points in division game, um, especially with, even if the Raiders coming off that big week four win. All right, that'll do it from us. Breaking down the early odds, looking at week fives, early lines. John Breach, I'm Will Brinson. We will see you guys later.